Oh my goodness. I had to do a part two of turning back into a pumpkin because I, I want to, maybe I didn't have enough oxygen in my, to my brain earlier. Not really sure, but I just came back from my fascial remodeling session and I felt the need to do a part two because I wanted you to see if you could tell the difference in my voice. Now I don't have much time and, and that's the thing. I'm trying to learn how to pace myself, but pacing yourself, patience, words I don't comprehend well. Uh, I, I, I was before I took ill and I still have to fight myself. When I see someone sitting there, just sitting there, I'm like, what could you be doing that would be productive right now? Is there laundry? Is there a speck of dust? I mean, that's the way I've always lived my life, just constantly going until I could no longer go. Now, I'm not going to discuss fascia. I am, but I'm not going to go to the to the, the scientific parts of it. I'm just going to give you a little bit of, of what I found out from my session. Now, I need to take away from the fact that, yes, I did turn back into a pumpkin, but I had 12 hours and a, and, and a glorious day that I normally wouldn't have. I hadn't been able to have since 2021 when I went down. So two years, two years. Now, I wanted to share with you some of these things in case you have felt them and maybe have been told it's in your head. I wanted to let you know it's not, my dear friend. It's not. Now, when I left this morning to go, I was actually able to get myself there. I cried the entire trip there because I couldn't believe I was getting out of the house. And as miserable as I felt, I said, I have to get in. I have to get in. And I encourage you to work on your fascia yourself. But this is why we need physical therapists and occupational therapists that are willing to learn. They, they heal the most holistically and they work with the fascial lines and they are the ones I think that could help us. So if you know of anybody that's interested, we there. I'm I'm working on it. Hopefully, I'll have an announcement for a place they can go and train soon. Um, I'm waiting to hear from my my friend and my fasciologist, Bunny White Peterman. What is uh, going to transpire? I'll tell you later. Wink, wink, wink. But um, what was happening? I was saying it, it wasn't my fascia and it wasn't and it was. I had been in this state of trauma when I first met my fasciologist, my occupational therapist, Bunny White Peterman, when she came in through home health care in 2021. I was it was debilitating, the spasms, the pain. I couldn't tell you where any of it was. I had no days out of bed. I could barely get to the restroom on my own. And our house is a small brick rancher. It's just enough for us. But my son, well, he's six foot three, due to be at least six foot seven. I told him, make lots of money so you can get houses or a house or houses, please. <laughs> One for your dear old mom. Uh, with nine foot at least ceilings because you're going to be close to seven foot. Your dad, uh, your granddad was seven foot. So, you know, so anyway, love our home. My son is going to be ducking soon through the doorways, but I love it. 
So what I was feeling, my body was fatigued for me when my body gets fatigued. And I'm just relating this in case this could be you too. My fascia, because remember I've told you, your fascia is like getting the bacteria out of your body. It's not, but it's that little, I've got to look it up, that white corpuscle thing that goes and takes bacteria out of your body. It was in the movie Fantastic Voyage with Raquel Welch. I've mentioned it before. But that thing that takes away bacteria in your body, your fascia is constantly trying to protect you. So as I was up and doing things on Saturday, I just allowed myself to be up too long. I need to appreciate what I had so I can continue it. Sadly, I need to accept that I need to rest before I do something, whether it's going out with friends, going out with my husband, at this point, cooking dinner. (laughs) I don't even know. But I need to rest up and then I need to be prepared for the after. But the thing is, the after this time wasn't that bad for me. Yes, excuse me, I'm having to clear my throat a little bit. Sorry, the lymphatic, I'll tell you about that in a second. But the stabbing pain was gone because of the modalities I've been doing with the muscle activation technique and the fascial remodeling. Sadly, today I found out that I have some more just massive adhesions in my neck. And we've been working for... Uh, we're going on to two years here, but well over a year and a half. And it's taking that long to get to everything. And it's because it's layer by layer. My body, when I went to go see her, I could hardly walk. It was all on my left side and I could hardly talk. It was in my neck. And she started working on me. Now, I encourage you to work on your fascia, but this, my friends, this is hard to do on your own. But there are lymphatic, uh, and I have to write that down because I am going to, I've been studying fascia, and now I'm going to understand the lymphatic system better. So that's my next endeavor. (laughs) But you have lymph nodes everywhere that are are you know behind your knees uh, in your pelvis area your hip area in your neck not just, and you just think it's just in your neck it's not underneath your armpits and this is the thing my left butt cheek where i fell and cut off the fat in 1989 and the doctor said just going to have to live with it it unfortunately pressed and compressed nerves in my left butt cheek and it messed with my lymph node and it caused problems and today my goodness gracious I think we finally got to it she didn't realize how deep the fascia was damaged and it was deep and that has been the source of my pain for many years it's been hurting me horribly on the left side and it wasn't you know it it at first you know it was because my pelvis was was subluxed and then i had hip issues and this that and the other and then there were no more uh anatomy issues it had to just be fascia and even then, it didn't present itself fully 
that's where it was. She was shocked today when she realized how much she was getting out. And I felt the relief. It felt like I was getting lines put back into the grooves. I could feel my body being rebuilt. And I hate remastered stuff. When I see like... uh if anybody can find Hot Child in the City by Nick Gilder and let me hear it, the real version, you can't get it on iTunes. And I know that some people don't do Spotify and all this because they don't get paid the music. And I'm sorry about all of that, but they don't play the right song. I can't stand remastered music. I want what I grew up with, what I know. The Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Jackie Blue, when you hear that, I don't want remastered. I want the original. Well, unfortunately, I need the remastered me. No longer the original Christy, because the original Christy is no good. I need the remastered me. And that's what we're doing when we're remodeling my fascia. I'm remastered. So I tell you all of this so that you know that what you are feeling is real and it's deep. And I would not have had the time up the other day had I not been doing fascial remodeling for this time, in addition to the mat. And what I find so incredible is that ah, I'm trying, I'm trying not to cry, is that I feel validated. I I had every right to be in as much pain as I have been in. And when I can learn to pace myself and accept, okay, I've been up for an hour and a half, two hours. Maybe I need to sit back. I need to maybe take a heating pad with me because of muscle spasms, things like that. I am never going to be fixed but I can be manageable and it takes maintenance or maintenance. I couldn't say that when I was in radio, it would be, we want preventive maintenance on our AC system uh, system because we did a lot. I did a lot of HVAC. Uh, uh, I did a lot of heating and cooling uh, interviews <laughs> one after the other. And it would be preventative is what I would try to tell people or it's maintenance or maintenance, or is it often or often I don't know. I don't get paid to to say the words properly. I don't get paid squat. I just like to talk. But the pain that I have been feeling is validated. And I had such an incredible experience being oot in a boot. And we say that, and I don't mean to offend anyone, but I'm a big Doctor Who fan. And the David Tennant and Rose and actually the Chris Eccleston and Doctor Who part uh, back all the way because my son, we, we watched all of them. But um, when Rose and Dave Tennant got broke, Rose and Dave Tennant, when Doctor Who and Rose, the Dave Tennant, Doctor Who got separated when she was stuck in Bad Wolf and they were through the wall, I, I couldn't get through I, I had a hard time watching it because my love story had just broken but Chris Eccleston oh, oh I loved him for the year and it was before I knew that they were replacing the doctor and that they regenerated we started with Chris Eccleston we didn't know 
But anyway, they would go oot in a boot. And that's what we say in our house. And I say it lovingly, so I don't mean to offend anyone. So, uh, because I'm so excited, I found out that there's individuals in the UK listening and uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, So I go off topic, just because. But the thing is, my fascia today, because I am a work in progress, I'm being remastered. There are still adhesions and we're never going to get to them all, but the at one time, put it this way, we're not going to get to them all at one time. Today, she can only do so much in my neck because it feels honestly like someone is taking a hot metal poker, sticking it in the side of my neck, telling me to trust them as they rip it down my neck, and I'm not supposed to move. That's an honest, like I said, this is from the patient's perspective. This is not from (laughs) the medical perspective. This is from, ow, I'm the patient. Man alive, that hurt. But, oh, it feels so good. The lymphatic system was affected. My energy level now feels off the charts but I have to make myself get back in a daggone bed and relax. I need to cancel my Pilates tomorrow because I'm just not up to it. I'm supposed to be going out with some dear friends this weekend. And I I don't want to let my friend Neely down. And it would let me down. So I'm going to rest. The sad thing is that's not in my vocabulary. But I know what my body just went through and I can respect it. And that's why I share this with you because 2021, it was all over. I was out. I was down for the count. I couldn't tell you where it was. Today, I went in. I had nothing subluxed. My ribs stayed in place. My pelvis, my neck, nothing. But what had happened was I allowed my body to get fatigued. By allowing my body to get fatigued, my fascia, my little white corpuscle things, you know, they are, my fascia was trying to protect me. So it started seizing up and started stopping the muscles that were supposed to be working because things weren't exactly in the right spots, let's just say. So that is what I went through. And that could be what you're going through. It is an extremely painful experience. But again, I'm, I am finding the positive. I did not dislocate anything, sublux anything. I just went down. I allowed my body to fatigue. And when my body fatigues, my fascia tries to protect me. And that's what it was doing. Now, I'm six foot one, and I always say ton of fun. But my neck, when I stand up tall, I don't have the muscle strength yet in my neck and in my core area. And so my stomach will push forward and my neck 
pushes forward. There has been a lot of damage to my body through the years as my body tries to accept how it's supposed to work when everything isn't working properly. And again, it's painful, but I'm finding that it's correctable. I am going to learn. I know I can't fix this, it. but I will manage this and I will get better. Again, the positives, nothing popped out, everything held into place. I just need to learn how to regulate it. And as more fascial adhesions start being released even more, I mean, you would think, but no, my friends, there's more. Wait, there's more. (laughs) You can get, it's like one of those commercials. You get this Ginzu knife, that Ginzu knife, but wait, there's more. The air fryer. Ah, but you get the griddle air fryer part. You get the grill. You get this. And wait, there's more. But yes, that is the way it feels with fascial remodeling. But wait, there's more. And you can only do so much to a certain part of your body, but for so long. I'm curious. I can't wait to see the pictures of my batak area where, and I will try to edit them as beautifully as I can so you only have to see but so much if I bruise because I was told by the doctors you just have to live with it you chopped off some fat you've got an indent in your butt cheek live with it but had I known in 1989 and we already know I don't know the math that was like 40 50 30 some odd years ago if it was a dollar 84 and you gave me two dollars I know to give you back 16 cents But I can't tell you how long it was ago from 89, from 2023. But it was a long time. Had I known then, I would have started to work on my fascia then. That is why I am doing this podcast now. I want you to get fixed now. And when I say fixed, it's not always going, it's not permanent. You're just taking back some of the life that was taken away from you because of the fascial adhesions. And something I'd like to share, and it's hard to put this in the Facebook group. It's hard to, for me to verbalize, you know, to write it down and for it to make any sense. And we'll see if it makes any sense here. But if any of you are, are suffering traumatically and you, at, at one point, My feet, when I was lying in bed, couldn't touch each other. My legs couldn't touch. My elbows couldn't touch the sides of my body. I had to keep everything separated. And I never understood why. No one can really explain to me why, but I feel like I'm learning. And I think it had something to do with the fact that my adhesions were so many. There's just an abundance of them in my body. And I was struggling so hard to stand up properly. I mean, if you have a big indentation in the groin area, well, that 
has a lot to do with how you walk. Did I say groin? I mean glute. My fat granny told me, and my fat granny, by the way, was 5'11 and very skinny. And I had to call her fat granny because I had uh, my other grandmother, who was a little overweight at the time, when my father said to my mother and to me when I was a little girl, well, let's go see your other grandmother. Let's go see your fat grandmother. My mother was appalled and said, oh, Paul, you can't say that. She'll she'll." say that and that'll just hurt my mother's feelings so my skinny as a real grandmother said you can call me your fat granny and she was southern and that's how she sounded yes she did and so she was fat granny and the postman always loved giving her the mail because he goes up fat granny but anyway getting back to that to my fat granny and all of these things. Where was I? Who knows? The bottom line is, I think I couldn't allow my body to touch. Oh, 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 that, that, that was it. Fat Granny told me she hurt in the groin. And my mother, who didn't care much for her because it was her ex-mother-in-law, said that women didn't have groins. So I don't know, never looked it up, but I meant to say glutes, the glutes, the batak. So when your glutes aren't working properly, it's going to create a domino effect and in, in, in affect the way you walk and things like that. When you tell the doctor these things, like when I said, hey, my big toe isn't working right, he just ignored me. It wasn't a symptom. But, oh, if he had only listened, it might have saved me the 15 years of trying to figure out why I couldn't walk. And that was because your big toe harbors uh, the reasons for you to be able to balance properly. And, again, patient's perspective, just kind of telling you what I've learned. But I couldn't allow my body parts to touch As my fascia has been released and the adhesions have been released, I am able to have my feet touch. My elbows can be close to my side. I believe my body was in such an imbalance because it was fighting. The adhesions were fighting to protect me from the areas where I had subluxed. My neck was constantly going forward, but I didn't know it. Even though I thought I was in proper posture, my neck was pulling forward and it nobody knew. And I believe that creates, and we'll call it like a, I don't think this is right, but a centrifugal force. And I know that's like when you're in an accident and you go forward, the centrifugal force. And I'm just going to call it, that's what we're going to use for this. That's right. The the centrifugal force going through my body is what I feel was preventing me from allowing my body parts to touch. Nobody has been able to explain this to me any differently. And so I am just, I'm flying blind here and trying to figure this out on my own so I can share with you. If you have these odd things where Your feet just can't touch. 
Not because they physically can't. It just prevents you from being able to breathe properly. I believe it was causing me a problem because it was pulling my pelvis out a little bit, affecting my glutes, and then the lymphatic system. And it was just that domino effect where everything happened and got worse. I'm letting you know that I went to the doctor with these to them, irrational explanations of my pain. And even my fasciologist has questioned a few of the things I said, but working in conjunction with my muscle activation technique specialist, she realized that my rectus abdominis and my hispus meniscus, hip meniscus, and all that stuff that had been strangled by fascia wasn't working anymore and because she turned those muscles back on that took care of the stabbing pain my fasciologist is learning from my mat specialist my mat specialist is now learning from my fasciologist so that's what we need we need individuals that understand what we're saying to understand and realize that their modalities are great but they might work well in conjunction with others. Why can't our medical professionals do this? Seriously, why can't they do this? So I decided to do my part two to the original podcast this morning. Somebody told me, oh, you know, you're supposed to have subscribers and ask people to to pay uh, you know, like a dollar, two dollars, five dollars a month. There, there's this woman paying, charging five dollars a month, and it's sixty dollars for the year, and you have to pay that up front so she can tell you you're not breathing properly and help you readjust everything. I don't know how in the world I could ask you to pay money to listen to me talk. I'm afraid I'd do that, and then there'd be nobody that would listen. And my whole point is I want somebody to listen. And I'm not going to lie. If I could somehow turn this into a money-making opportunity, I would be so honored and flabbergasted that me talking and telling stories, something that I did in talk radio, something that I thought was over my career, if I thought I could somehow provide for my family because they've sacrificed so much for me so I could now do this, I would take it in a heartbeat. But if this was like a subscriber thing, this would have been the bonus content that the people didn't pay for would get. But I really don't know because I've never listened to a podcast in my life. I don't know how it works. Uh, I just know how to do radio and I know how to talk and I am grateful every day I come back and check I've posted something and someone has listened and I am thrilled beyond beyond everything and again I'm I'm trying not to cry but fascial remodeling the release can be very emotional and wow I've I just 
I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I, I truly hope that my rants and me sharing this with you will help you find your path to relief. Until we can get a fascial remodeler, remodeler <laughs> near you, I want you to work on your fascia. I want you to study and learn all that you can. I go into the doctors now with confidence. This is what I've had done. This is what I'm doing. And this is what I'm going to continue to do. I hope that I have shared something during this episode that you can relate to that will help you realize that maybe this is the direction you need to go into, fascial remodeling. Uh, I'm told that there are ways you can ask me questions through this. I don't know if there's a question and answer thing. Uh, Facebook is not my forte. If you join our private group, I'd love to answer any questions you may have. If there is something you would like for me to focus on, I would love to do that for you. Uh, in the group, we had someone join that had problems with their ribs. So I did um, a video for them, but it wasn't a video. It was live. I went live. Oh, my stars. And, and I figured out how to do it now, but I didn't know that's what I was doing. But I went live and I was trying to show our new group member how I would work on my ribs to help the adhesions that were preventing me from being able to breathe. So that is what I hope from this podcast. And when I was in radio, you know, a male-dominated field, and it was all I could do to try to continually break that glass ceiling. And I feel like I have been given a new chapter in the book of my life. And I need to use, I need to use my radio powers for good. Yes. They would want me to be a spokesperson for companies. And if I didn't believe in them, I couldn't do it. Uh, funny story. And the, the, back in my radio days, I, I wanted to be a spokesperson. There was this woman that I was in love with, Susan Gailey. She was the spokesperson for Casey Chevrolet here in uh, the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. And it was incredible. She would come out in a white pantsuit. And for one minute, I wanted to go buy a Casey Chevrolet. It didn't matter that they were the highest interest car dealer. It didn't matter that I couldn't drive yet. I wanted to meet this woman. And perhaps I've told this story, but I retell a lot. That's why this is saving my marriage. My husband doesn't have to hear all my stories. <laughs> I, I kid. Again. But I fell in love with this woman. And that's all I ever wanted to do was be a spokesperson. And I found her later in life. 
and she had moved to Hawaii. She had done episodes of like Starsky and Hutch and Chips and things like that. She was an actress. I didn't realize at, you know, my 11-year-old me that she was a spokesperson uh, acting, you know. I thought she was, I was going to Casey Chevrolet just to meet her, but she was never there. She was an actress. I didn't understand that then, and we didn't have the internet in 1981. At least, I didn't. So, when I found out where she was in Hawaii, I got her number. She was in real estate, and I contacted her. Once they found out and realized that I wasn't a stalker, that I truly just wanted to thank her for giving me the direction in life I wanted to go into, which was to be a spokesperson. She talked with me. I think she felt a little odd because I was starstruck on the telephone. And a cool side note, her daughter, well, this isn't cool what happened, but her daughter is the one that Roman Polanski, I guess, raped. Uh, She let her daughter go to a photo shoot with Roman Polanski, and he's the reason, her daughter, why I guess fled the country. And I didn't know all of this. So it goes back to my whole um, uh, fascination with uh, the Charles Manson and Sharon Tate and all these other things. And then the woman that I credit with wanting me to be a spokesperson had a connection with someone who had a connection with Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. And, well, it's like that seven degrees or six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. I just thought it was kind of cool. So I thought I'd share it with you. But anyway, I get to speak with Susan Gailey and she thinks I'm crazy and okay, whatever. But now I'm in radio. Fast forward back to the 2000s here. I'm in my 30s, 40s, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) in talk radio and I get to be a spokesperson. Now there was uh, Superior Pawn and Gun. They were a pawn shop. They had a a target range. They sold guns. And they were super awesome to their customers. Absolutely loved them. So I had no problems being a spokesperson for them. I Now, as a disc jockey, sometimes you didn't get paid in money. You got paid in services. The next company that wanted me to do their thing, it was Beach Eye Care. And they were like, we're going to do laser eye surgery on you so you don't have to wear glasses. Word to the rise, collagen. If you have HEDS, you have a collagen issue. The eyes, collagen, don't do it because you scar badly. I was not diagnosed in 2006. So off to laser eye eye surgery I went. And they only did one eye, didn't like it. They left me up close in one eye and I could see far off and the other, didn't like it. And when they asked me to do my commercial, I, I just said they have a great front office staff. I had nothing really kind to say because I wasn't impressed. So they got a, a new spokesperson very quickly. Another company had come to me, and they were the ones, those bracelets or their necklaces now, I don't even know if they've got earrings at this point, where they uh, give you a charm, and 
you add it like it's supposed to be like a memory of your life and uh and you put it on a charm back in my day you shared those special moments over an international cup of coffee if you remember those commercials ah oh, it takes me back that mocha ah, da, 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 da. so international coffees uh was how we did it but now you do it with adding a charm to this bracelet i don't remember what it's called piercing pagoda or something that's an earring place in, in town i don't know but anyway they wanted to pay me and i was a new mom with a bracelet and i was like i had learned my lesson i can't feed my child metal so i shall pass on this one i am a spokesperson for fascial remodeling because i want to be i make no money from this I don't know how in the world to make money from this. If I honestly thought somebody would pay to listen to me, I would love it. My goodness, if I if somebody could pay $5 a month just to hear me talk, wow. The fact that anybody comes back now to listen to me, I am awestruck, I guess. I'm just so deeply moved and touched every time an episode I put out is listened to. It it just warms the cockles of my heart. I guess that's appropriate. The cockles of my heart. Not really sure. But hey, it warms me to the bone and it makes me feel cared about. And it makes me feel like you too want to learn. So all that being said... A spokesperson is all I ever wanted to be, but I wanted to be a spokesperson for something I truly believed in. Now, if I can figure out how to get paid for it, super, super cool. But in the meantime, I'm here to share with you what I have learned so that you can get better a heck of a lot sooner than I did. Yes, I suffered some from not pacing myself and being fatigued. And perhaps you can tell the choo-choo that I was when we started this episode. I am slowly starting to chug, 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 chug. But it's okay because I'm going to get that second wind and I'm going to keep going. But I need to rest. But I wanted to, to share with you what I had learned. That... I am a work in progress. This isn't going to happen for you overnight. But now that you know that 